Welcome to the Intentional Leaders Podcast with Cindy Wetland. This is episode 35, How to Suck Less at Listening. Hi, I'm Cindy, an educator, certified coach, and passionate learner on all things leadership related. It seems like just yesterday I was fresh out of grad school, wanting to make my way in the world, longing to make a difference to people, to team, to the business. Little did I know how challenging it would be. Fast forward several decades later, I've made a career of leading while teaching and coaching thousands of leaders to be at their best, most effective selves. Along this journey, I've captured so many insights, lessons, and techniques on how leaders become amazing, and also as leaders, when we get it wrong. I'll share them all right here because I founded Intentional Leaders to provide easy access to these kinds of lessons and equally important to help you build the presence, confidence, and credibility you need to be the leader that everybody wants to work for. Because I know leadership has its challenges, but learning to lead shouldn't be one of them. Consider when you have something really important to say, or maybe you just need a listening ear. Who is it that you turn to? Who do you trust to listen, to care, to honor and respect the space you need to be heard? Because listening actively and openly is intentional. It has to be. And what does that person do to make you feel valued and heard? Most times it's the little things people say to me, it's the eye contact or the fact that someone gives me their undivided attention or those thoughtful follow-up questions or the summarizing of your thoughts and feelings. What about the lack of judgment that allows you to be transparent and vulnerable? All of these are very small deliberate acts that create a profound effect on our relationship. So why is it so hard to create this kind of space with everyone we encounter at work or home? Why is listening in this way, the way we know how to do it, such a challenge? I guess I find it pretty ironic that we all know that this type of listening will improve our connections and our relationships, yet we don't always make the right choices, even those small ones. Let's review some really amazing data on talking and listening. This will make you feel better, I promise. All right, people speak at a rate of how many words per minute? What do you think that is? On average, it's 125 to 150 words per minute. Statistic number two, people can listen at a rate of how many words per minute? What do you think that one is? Some people say like, oh, 10 or 50 or half of the words that we actually speak per minute. But ironically, here's the shocker. People can listen at a rate of 300 to 400 words per minute. Holy buckets. What does that mean? It means I need to speak faster for sure, um, because you're probably already doing something else right now. (laughs) But what's ironic about that is it results in statistic number three, that 60% of misunderstandings can be traced to poor listening versus only 1% to written communications. Now, we would tend to think like, duh, of course, our quality of listening is going to be much better when we're in person or face-to-face or voice-to-voice, 
No, not true. In fact, that 60 to 1 is a pretty significant difference. And some of it is because, of course, written communication, we get to choose when we want to listen to that written communication. Whereas when someone else is coming up to us to talk, here we are, and it may be the timing's not great. But also the implications of statistics one and two of how quickly we speak and how rapidly we can listen. Oh my gosh, you guys, we have so much extra capacity for doing what? Kind of probably what you're doing right now when developing your grocery list, thinking of the rationale not to exercise. Maybe that's me uh, wondering how we can get out of our next meeting or the best use of your time coming up or what you did this morning or waiting. Oh, I don't know. Here's one. How about you're waiting to solve the other person's problem? Because, of course, clearly we're in the best position to do so. When they're talking, we should be thinking of their solution. (laughs) It's true. We do that a lot. At the same time, with all of this about listening, I do want to differentiate between hearing and listening because a lot of people say that, though. What is the difference? And hearing is, for the most part, effortless. It can be accidental and it can be involuntary. We're there hearing someone because they're talking to us or we overhear someone. Listening, however, is intentional. It is a voluntary act and we need to focus to listen. Why? Because our brain works against us in terms of listening and so do our filters. We have so many internal filters, like that whole brain capacity thing, or other things like, are we judging the other person rather than really listening? Do we have some unconscious biases? Maybe we don't even understand the language or the chosen words. Maybe they're using acronyms and we have no freaking idea what they're saying, but we don't want to appear dumb. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I do that a lot. I just love to be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, I have no clue what you're talking about because of acronyms. Or what about the fact that you don't care or you don't like the person or you're tired, hungry, stressed, cold, hot, or overwhelmed? Each of these affect our ability to listen effectively. And to listen, not to just the sound, which is easy, but to the meaning and the subtext. The things that someone is saying with their tone and their body language, not just their words, but also what are they avoiding saying? All of these things we have to be mindful of to be a good listener. There are so many attentional filters inside of our brain, but what about outside of our brain? Oh, you know. You know the one (laughs) that affects our awareness. Yes, our handheld mobile devices. Yes, I'm yelling because according to a very curated, interesting list of data from Commando Tech, they said that more than 5 billion people own mobile devices and we spend around 5.4 hours a day using our phones. We check our phones 58 times a day on average with more than half of that occurring during work hours. 70% of mobile sessions are shorter than two minutes. When you think about that and the impact that that mobile device has on our life, on you, and on your attentional filter, it is huge. Because even if you don't have it in your hand, it's probably pretty close by when you're listening to someone. And the fact that we have our devices close by wreaks havoc. Our mind has such a limited capacity for attention and willpower that this definitely affects our listening and our ability to listen. 
Research has proven time and time again that our brain only has the ability to process one person talking to us effectively, and even that's hard for our brain. So again, we want to be taking in not just the information that they're saying, but beyond their words. And for those of you who think you're good at multitasking, oh, you should see the research on that. You're not. (laughs) So what are we going to do? Throw away your cell phone. Of course, not before this podcast is completed. No, seriously, what are we going to do? You know, I'm going to share with you some ideas, and these are going to be painfully obvious. However, most of them aren't consistently applied. But I also want to share with you a concept in coaching that we call holding the space. Holding the space means we are being mindful, present, and preparing to listen. And hey, I love that concept. If I think about the fact that I am literally and figuratively holding a space in which others can communicate to me, that I will listen actively, openly, lovingly, and supportively, holding the space means I give you the ultimate respect, and that is my undivided attention. So how can you hold the space? Eliminate distractions, that's obvious, but extremely challenging because they're not just outside of us, they're inside of us and frequently outside of our consciousness. So here are some suggestions. One, we need to really pay close attention to subtext. The tone and body language account for a huge portion of the meaning of messages. We have to listen beyond the words watch the body language beyond the words that are being said to be a great listener. Also, be mindful of the misalignment between body language, tone, and the words. Tone and body language are more honest. Remember your capacity to listen at a higher rate than others speak and resist that urge to interrupt or plan what you're going to say or solve their problems. They don't need you to solve their problems. They need you to be a good listener and be empathetic. Can you help them solve their own problem through good listening and questioning? You bet. Resist the urge to solve the problem. The next is to paraphrase what you've heard. This is such a critical listening skill, and yet we don't often use it. But paraphrasing the essence of what you've heard from the other person confirms that you understood, or it clarifies if you're confused. It validates what they have to say, and by doing it, it increases trust and rapport. And then my last tip is be open and non-judgmental. Oh my gosh, you guys, we judge all the time. You have to resist this with all of your mind and body. Most of these suggestions, as I mentioned, are painfully obvious. I'm not telling you anything that you've probably haven't heard. However, I want you to think about consistently applying it. And I know we can't do this all the time. Be a mindful, effective listener with every single encounter we may have in any one day. But think about the relationship where your mindfulness matters. Think about situations in which you need to be fully engaged. In order for a conversation to be embedded into our minds and our hearts, we must give it our attention. Who do you owe this to? Yourself and every important relationship you want to keep. Okay, how did you do listening to this whole podcast? I hope you were mindful and that 
you walk away being mindful with someone you love. And join me next week. We're going to talk about failures. It's going to be great.